Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... I actually met my wife on CatholicSingles.com, if you can believe that. Really? And about Yes, I had never done that before. Didn't have any problems with dating. Natalie and Aaron met on CatholicSingles.com after they realized that they needed to find someone who shared their faith. Meet other faithful Catholics on the original Catholic dating site. Download our app today for free. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app slash breadbox. My name is Emma Dorton. And my name is Christian Watkins. And we are Christian teens giving our personal insight with facts and stories. Welcome to the TBH Teens Being Honest podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Teens Being Honest podcast. We're going to be going over temporary distractions, what that does to our brain, how that affects us, how we are manipulated. Hold on, let me take this one second. All right, yeah, we're going to go uh, straight into this podcast. Emma, how are you doing? (laughs) I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm, I'm doing good. I'll start off. So... With distractions, right, uh, we, we all encounter problems in our lives. That's just a normal thing. All teens go through it. All people in the world go through problems. But as teens, we're sort of learning not to deal with our problems, but instead use distractions, whatever it may be, social media, YouTube, Netflix, the et cetera, or video games, stuff like that. And we're sort of learning that we don't need to deal with our problems. We can just shove them in a box dig them under the ground and just bury them away and we don't have to deal with them but then those problems come back up and we they're shoved in our face but then we keep going back to those distractions right right so what i do and still or did and still do is use videos or social media just as that instant gratification right so i don't have to ever be bored or ever be feel alone that I can just instantly instantly be entertained, instantly mm-hmm. be liked, instantly communicate with friends. A perfect distraction. It's like a numbing to any uncomfortable feeling that you might have. Mm-hmm. So this week, we, we do record these podcasts and you listen to them a whole lot later. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, we've finally released our first podcast and I just had... So much anxiety. I know I we did an anxiety podcast yeah. where I lifted my anxiety up, but then my anxiety transferred over to another thing, 
right? Instead of being popular and being like, I want to be popular for God. And that just burdens me so much, right? Because I want this podcast to do well. I want to reach as many teens as possible. Yeah, there's a pressure. Mm -hmm. And I just felt all that pressure, right? I felt all that pressure. And I, I gave up YouTube. I gave up Netflix. I gave up whatever I could to just sort of focus on the ministry and focus on bettering myself so I, I'm not like a hypocrite, right? Mm-hmm. That I, I'm saying all these things and I expect people to listen to me, but I don't do them myself. Yeah. So I this week, I, the podcast goes up and I'm just devastated. <laughs> I'm just devastated. I can't do anything. I, I start by turning to prayer because that's what I've been doing lately. And that's... Um, what did you turn to? The prayer. Prayer. Okay. Yeah. And... It wasn't working, and I was like, this is supposed to work, so I, I threw that in the bag <laughs> oh, no. already, and I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I did. Then I, I knew I had to do some Instagram stuff, and <laughs> I don't use Instagram like it's this. I don't use it all the time. I'm on it 24-7. Yeah, I'm not on it 24-7. I, I never was into Instagram. Uh, I, I just, I had it, right? right? Or whenever I would post a picture, I would be into it like, how many likes I get, <laughs> how many comments I get, I no, know. but not, that's not me, that's not what my problem was, but I, I pulled out Instagram, and I started posting the first post on um, our, our Instagram, and then I just started scrolling through I know, all... I got anxiety about that too, actually, <laughs> but it was, it was actually more of excitement than anxiety, because I really tried to, to turn that excitement into like, no, I'm a like you guys have been praying for this you guys have been preparing and I want to take that nervousness and make it into something exciting even though I know that it might look odd to all the people that are following you and all the people that are just like whoa the switch happened between Christian's personal account to now being a podcast that's religious it's like what that's what I didn't do I just panicked (laughs) (laughs) I was going crazy and I just I kept scrolling not through our own stuff or anything productive but I just spent (laughs) hours going through uh you know Daquan yeah I I just spent hours going through that and just watching all his different like little short clips like Mm. oh this is so funny oh like I have no problems right and then I I just woke up after like an hour of just scrolling through it for no reason not just his stuff but just all photos all Mm -hmm. things in general Mm -hmm. checking up on people right and i just was like what am i doing i I have to get stuff done of course i didn't get stuff done that's me but about five hours later when i realized my whole day (laughs) i just spent on my phone yeah it's it's it comes our distraction right so i had all this anxiety about this podcast and i didn't want to confront it right I didn't want to be in the silence. It's just, uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And it was, and I, I, you're supposed to be able to use that energy and do something with it, but I was not able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. I just sat there, did mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm. I did nothing. I feel you. And that feels terrible. It but, does. But it, I didn't change. Mm-hmm. I kept, uh, and I'm going to go into like what I did before, when, when I would just use YouTube as a distraction, right? Right. Because I never got into Netflix shows or, mm-hmm. or binge watching too much. It was more of a habit and a comfort blanket, which I feel like when I tell my story, comfort blanket is going to come up a lot because I had a lot of them. And 
when you're in it, when you have that blanket over you and you're so comfortable, you're like, the last thing that you want is that blanket to be ripped off of you and you to feel so vulnerable and exposed and hurt. And you just have to feel that. I know a lot of teens listening to this or um, people in general feel that way after a relationship. In a relationship, especially ones when you're a teenager can be definitely a comfort blanket and I've noticed that at a young age you cling to people more often and in a heavier way because you you just like need that person you need that attention you need that attention you need that just you you're you need it yeah (laughs) or you think that when that relationship ends exactly it's it's that comfort blanket being ripped off of you and, and mm. then you want to fill it with other distractions. Or so. if the relationship's a little shaky. Yeah. But you want to stay in that relationship. Yeah. Act like everything's going to go back to normal. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that that's a problem for everyone. Right? That's a problem for everyone in the world. Yeah. Wanting things to go back to normal. You talk about coronavirus, everything going on. Everyone wants to go back to normal, but that's... We're always going to be insecure if you know we base our hope on outcomes. I've been thinking about that a lot too, actually. This whole the whole thing that's going on with the world mm-hmm. and just how it's changed everyday life, and it's made people I, I feel a lot more scared and a lot more um, just with with all of our goals and our plans being stopped, like our graduation being not happening anymore in our proms we want to fill that discomfort with temporary things cover ourselves with a comfort blanket yeah i think that's a it's a totally human thing to feel discomfort and want to change that and we turn to things that aren't really that good for us or that seem good for us but in the long haul don't help us in any way meaningless stuff and so that's why you were talking about social media, and that's a big one for kids our age. So. Yeah, and I'll finish the point that I wanted to make with okay. that. I, I just turned to Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. As if that was going to release me of my anxiety. The only thing that it did was made it worse. Made me think, oh, I'm so terrible. <laughs> I, I was scrolling through Instagram doing nothing. When right. I have stuff to do, I got things to do. But it, it just halted my whole day. I didn't really get anything done, mm-hmm. right? And I, throughout the week, I was sort of, I, I got stuff done, but I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be. You or didn't I, feel satisfied or accomplished mm-mm. or achieved. Yeah. I, I felt less satisfied than I would have without scrolling through Instagram. And I turned to Instagram you know, more and more. Um, but I, I just had to sort of put it away because I don't want to fall back into that. Mm-hmm. And it's an old habit. With, with what you're talking about with relationships, I haven't really dealt with serious relationships, so I want you to be the one <laughs> to actually comment on that and actually bring light to that comfort blanket being ripped off in that because comfort blankets are for everything. Yeah. Distractions be- can become addictions if we, you know, desire to be comforted, desire that instant gratification. That's all we gratification. think about. It's an obsessive thing. Uh habit and it's a need definitely so you go in uh, can you go into yeah your story about that and because I don't know what it's like right. to be involved in a serious relationship and then have that comfort being 
taken away from me. I can't comment on that because I don't know. Right. right. So, okay. It's, it's something that I feel like a lot of people can relate to. And not just with relationships, but a lot of stuff, like you were mentioning, we use as temporary distractions. And I'll call out a few things. So, sex, drugs, alcohol. Some people use shopping and materialistic items. Some people use um, the opposite sex, boys and girls, relationships, porn, food, social media, materialistic stuff like cars or money. Video games, uh, beauty, just people use whatever they can to make them feel less uncomfortable and more accepted in, in what they... What they believe in, what they yeah. think they are or think they need exactly, to be. Exactly, who they are. So, whatever you use to numb the pain, it can only numb it for a short period of time. Whatever you use to escape, it can only take it away for a little while. Yeah. And so, for me, a lot of those things that I listed, I found myself doing more and more. So, for example, when you are in a situation where you realize, let's just say, something big is happening and a relationship's not working out and you need to get that person out of your life, you can do one of two things. You can accept that, move on, and work on yourself, better yourself, and focus on... Um, Focus on not distractions, but things that will make you feel better, more meaningful after the relationship. Or you can put all of your attention into numbing your pain because breakups are extremely painful. Breakups are extremely painful. Um, family issues are extremely painful. Mental health is extremely painful. Whatever you're going through is extremely painful. And just because you might think somebody has it worse, it doesn't make your pain any less because it's the worst thing that's happened to you. So with all that being said, I turned to um, partying, alcohol, not so much drugs, but boys. And it wasn't, it was so not a good situation. Mm. It was so just... And I also turned to materialistic stuff. My whole mindset was just how can I have better things and look better? And it was so vain, shallow, and meaningless. But it helped me. At least I thought it helped me. It felt like it helped me. But in reality, it got me further away from God. It made me into a person who I didn't recognize. And it took me asking for help to get myself out of it and I want that stigma that taboo to go away permanently asking for help is not weakness at all ever asking for help from a professional asking for help from your family asking for help from somebody that you trust an adult a friend it is never weakness crying having breakdowns being sad is never a weakness showing your emotions it's never a weakness that goes for boys and for girls and I think so many people need to feel those emotions, go through it, and come back healed. And the way that you can do that is if you focus on things that aren't temporary, like the list of stuff that I went through. It's hard. It's extremely hard. It's one of the things that makes us all so human is feeling that need to be loved, have attention from somebody, 
um, feel good, put on our makeup, have good clothes, um, even work out. People use working out and going to the gym as a comfort blanket, as a way to make themselves feel better and be better over everybody else. And that's really not a solution. It won't heal you and it won't make you feel better. I want to give an analogy to what you're talking about. So a person gets a wound, right? And this wound, it's it's deep within the, um, they're bleeding everywhere. It's a, a deep cut. Now, it's painful to heal that wound, but it's not so painful just to ignore it and cover it up, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's already, because you already have that pain from the wound, right? Mm-hmm. And covering it up doesn't destroy the pain or get rid of the pain but it it makes you ignore the pain and you've just you've covered it up you bandaged it up you but you haven't uncovered that internal bleeding right Mm -hmm. you've let that stay now fester and pusses and mm -hmm. grows so that that turns into more pain but working to heal that also takes more pain you go into the wound you you do stitches Mm -hmm. it takes more pain in fact it could be way more painful up front when you're dealing with it Mm -hmm. in the beginning exactly so then you you're left with the option well i can just cover it up and and leave this wound there and deal with it later right and but then that wound deal with it at all yes and that wound just festers, becomes, like you said, pusses, whatever it is, it becomes worse and worse until you're unable to walk with that leg or write with that arm. It, but instead, if we address our problems, if we address it head on, it's going to be painful. Mm-hmm. It's painful to address your problems. It's painful to try and work at getting out of it. But then once you get out of it, you're healed and you don't have to deal with that pain anymore. Now. It's hard. <laughs> it is it really hard. Is. It really is. It's not a just yeah. Listen to this advice. You got this, guys. I'm I'm giving you the the basis, and then your no your life is gonna be perfect after that. No, uh, <laughs> no, your life will not be perfect. That we're humans. That's not who we are. But not putting that little bandage over it and just covering it up. That's not what we're supposed to do, right? If, if we saw what that wound was doing to us, we would try and do something about it. But if we just put it aside and, and, and um, don't want to deal with it, that wound is still there. It's not, it doesn't leave. No. Now, I want to tell you the best healer that I know. His name starts with a J, ends with an S. <laughs> Names with Jesus, defeated H-E double hockey sticks. Oh. My boy, my personal G. Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, <laughs> best healer, best healer around, oh my goodness. <laughs> helps us out. I- I'm not even kidding, because uh, uh, I left that. I left those wounds, all my wounds, whatever they were. We're talking about temporary distractions right now, but w- with temporary distractions, it's um, d- disabling wounds or putting aside wounds, right? But th- the best healer I know is Jesus. He, he he wants to take those wounds and then somehow make something good of it, right? right? I, I don't know how that's possible. How can I give my anxiety to God and then it not become a burden on him, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me, but that's what God does. Mm-hmm. If we If we offer up that pain, we offer up those wounds, God not only goes with us or works with us through our problems, 
Even though it's painful, we might feel like he's not there. He is. But if we choose to turn away from him, that only creates more pain. And it's so hard to know that because what we're told in our society or just in school or or just with our friends is, nah, God's weird. That's why would I why would I want to turn to him or boring or not fun or won't actually fix anything. But what my friend told me yesterday was um, because she was dealing with a lot of pain and she said, you know, believing not believing in God wasn't working for me. So, I really had nothing to lose. I Why not believe in him? Mm. Like, why not? Why not try it out? And if nothing really comes of it, nothing really happens, nothing good for the better, I didn't really lose anything. I'm back to square one. And the second that she was open enough to accept that grace, that mercy, that love, it transformed her in a way. And which is why I want to really address the viewers or the listeners who are in situations like that, who are in temporary distractions like relationships or addicted to something like social media or porn or drugs or alcohol, whatever, is that there's a way out of it if you want it, if you can see that and if there is a change that you desire. Because we can talk all day long, every day, but what God really wants is a heart that will reach out to him and that will be open enough to be like, there needs to be a change and I want to help heal you. He can cause you to rest if you're feeling emotionally exhausted. He can heal you physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And it's not that I want to speak in a, you know, forceful tone of like, you need to read your Bible and open up and be with God and surrender. It's really just the Holy Spirit is beautiful. And I want to showcase that through love and through showing that the world doesn't really have a lot of it anymore and you're not alone in whatever temporary thing you're filling this void this wound yeah it's festering yeah it's hurt yeah it's painful and you might have put it off for years even but it's never left your conscience and so why not make a change why not just try it he will fight for you And you might seem like you've been fighting your battles alone this whole time, but you haven't. You're not. You don't have to anymore. And you might be like, okay, well, that's easier said than done. How do you just open up to something you don't believe in? You close your eyes, open your palms, and you say, God, I'm here. I'm here for you, and I want you, and I want to get to know you. And then little by little, the more your mindset changes, the more your life starts to change, the more you realize signs of like, oh my goodness, that's beauty, that's love. This person walks into your life suddenly. You surrender all of your pain and you start working on it little by little. It's hard. This is what life is, guys. It's hard. But when you're working towards something beautiful that's not temporary, that's God. You can be transformed into someone that is completely different and beautiful and it which is why when I talk to you guys about how coming out of relationship I filled it with temporary stuff I lost who I was guys and I had to turn to help to get me out of it because I wasn't strong enough I wasn't not even that I wasn't strong enough I was so lost I needed something to help me something that was good something that wasn't going to distract me and boys and girls at our age our distractions because we need to be focusing at such an influential time of our lives and this is easier said than done 
but it's imperative it's important it is transformative for your entire life using all of these excuses and being a victim of things and holding on to things that are making you feel less than making you feel meaningless let it go try your hardest to let it go this is your sign this is if you clicked on this and you were like oh wow she's really beautiful (laughs) let me just watch this podcast if you clicked on this guys it's for a reason and this is me telling whoever's watching this telling you that you have something really big that you have to do Something big that you've probably been putting off or something big that has been festering and that you need to take control of. Something that's been hurting you for a while, whether it's a broken relationship with a family member, whether it's a toxic relationship you're in, whether it is something personal and internal um, like anger or grudges or envy. You need to pinpoint it, be open enough to heal it, be open enough to see it. And it's not impossible, guys. I was right there with you. I am right there with you. It's a daily thing. Christian is right there with you. I want you guys to know that there is light and there is love and there is beauty and you guys can see it and reach it and touch it and have it. And but you have to want it. You just have to be open enough to want to change. And it's hard. It will be hard, but it is worth it, and it's lovely. And I would love for you guys to reach out to me personally if you need to or to somebody that you care about if you're feeling alone and build a community because you're not going to have a community by sitting there being on social media or playing your video games or you're never going to be able to see that future, see that light with those temporary distractions. And I'm here to tell you guys that there are so many more beautiful things in this world to see. You just have to want to open your eyes, to be healed, and to ask for help. I had to. I needed to. I was so lost from a lot of things that happened and that I will eventually share on this podcast because, yes, it's vulnerable and it hits hard. It's important for you all to know where I'm coming from and that I'm not just this crazy religious girl that has her whole life and she's perfect because I'm definitely not at all and that's not what I'm saying I'm just trying to be a friend Mm. for you guys and show you that there is healing and that there is hope and that there is God I want to make one last point before we wrap up that our distractions can become addictions I know I said this earlier on in the podcast but I'm going to give my, my story that relates to that and how me distracting myself and not being able to deal with problems mm-hmm. caused me even more problems Right. all throughout my life. Right. It's not, and my life's not that long, guys. I'm, I'm 15 <laughs> right now. I can't drive. <laughs> I can't drive. <laughs> That's what you have to bring up when you're 15. So I can't drive. It's not a, this, this is all throughout my life, just distractions. My main distraction, YouTube. I've never been, like, this person that's so popular that everyone wants to talk to. Like, that's not who I ever was. That's not whoever I, I... I'm not capable of being good at social media. I'm terrible at it, right? Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't respond to all these people all the time. I can't you know, update things or... or <laughs> I just can't handle it. 
and my anxiety doesn't let me. But dealing with that, I turned to something else. I turned to YouTube, Netflix. Right. right. Exactly. I just I became obsessed with it. Whenever, okay, it started with boredom, right? Oh no, I can't be bored. <laughs> Right? I can't. Boredom is the death of creativity and I, imagination. I can't be bored. This is fourth grade. Like Boredom isn't bad. We need to just feed it <laughs> to make it positive. I, I couldn't be <laughs> bored. So I, I just turned to YouTube. I got my first iPad. Oh, I, I was psyched. He's balling. What? Minecraft? <laughs> got it. I couldn't play Minecraft because my parents wouldn't let me, but I would Those watch so many videos. Those distractions, right? I would watch so many videos. I would watch it at night. I would watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't bored. But then when I would stop, I would... Ah, ah, I was <laughs> oh, boy. Give me my iPad back. Right? And then... <laughs> <laughs> Then that goes into sixth grade. I moved to the new school, and it's hard for me to get along with people. Oh, I can't deal with that problem. YouTube. YouTube. Mm -hmm. All the time. Just watching YouTube on my little iPod Touch. All the time. And then then I was like... iPod Touch? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I remember. Wow, all these guys are playing Xbox. I need to get an Xbox. Right. They tell me to get an Xbox 360 because that's all they have. And then I get an Xbox 360. They all get Xbox Ones. Oh, I need to get an Xbox One. I, I, I spend all my money. I get an Xbox One. And I do not like playing video games. Uh, really? <laughs> no, not too much. And I, and so I wish... Like, well, now that you're not actually, relatable to the viewers at all. <laughs> that's a lie. I, I loved playing Star Wars. Okay, I like Grand Theft Auto. I'm going to be the first one to say it. I would drive, like... As if I'm following actual road laws, and then I'd get fed up, and I'd just go crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. We all do that in Grand Theft Auto. It's sort of I'm a, really bad at That's how I was practicing games, to driving. I to learn. So, <laughs> I turned to video games. still didn't work. And I still had that problem of not being able to totally connect with these friends. So, uh, since I couldn't play video games all the time because my parents wouldn't let me, and that's on a TV, so it's not as easy to hide, right? That's understandable, though. So I just turned back to YouTube and just would watch people play these video games. Mm-hmm. So how'd you get through it? How'd you get over I it? Still, I still had more to come. I still had more YouTube to watch. I still <laughs> had more Netflix to do. So in high school, I get those friends. I, I get those friends that I desperately desired, but then they're doing things that I don't want to do, and I just distract myself. It wasn't oh, what you thought it exactly. was going to be. And so I distract myself. I, oh, I just got to watch YouTube. And then my problems will go away, right? All those problems still built up. I still had, you know, difficult being bored. I still had difficulty, you know, relating to people. And then once I related to people, I had difficulty staying in those relationships. And, and, and yeah, you still had a lot of problems to work through. Yeah. Work on. And, and what all I did was watch YouTube. So those problems were just left to build up. Mm-hmm. And I would just come home, nap watch YouTube, do my homework, but then watch YouTube while I'm doing my homework. <laughs> it just became terrible, right? I just I couldn't do anything besides watch YouTube. And then, since that wasn't good enough for me, I, I was introduced to drugs, right? And I, I mean, I was introduced to nicotine first, but I didn't, I didn't like that. It didn't really give me any, like, mm-hmm. calm down, dude. It's not too bad. So instead of just watching YouTube, I would smoke and then watch YouTube. And I would say, wow, 
this is this is what it is, right? This is this is the this is it. Oh I, I, I got no care in the world. But then when that would end, I'd, I my back would hurt, and then I would just think <laughs> oh of all goodness. these problems I had. And but then because I wanted to turn where there's a that. high, there's going to be a low, and you're yeah. gonna want to crave that high again versus just living your life in a mindset of constantly being high, and, but not in that way, not in the way of drugs, but in a way of positivity and love and that kind of. Now, but that was a final straw for me. Right. I didn't, I was, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I can't turn to drugs. Like, what? Like, that's not who you are. That's not what my parents would would want me to of. do. And that's not, because mm-hmm. I still believe in God, right? Mm-hmm. And I, that's not what God would want me to do. So, like I said, I went to my mom. I confessed all those sins. And now what made you want to go to your mom what was that click what was was it just you wanted to you were fed up what was the build-up to that the need the need the actual need not this some superficial need but the need to get rid of my problems Mm -hmm. the need to be free of my problems so you felt like there was a a tipping point of i am at my end and something needs to change Mm-hmm. And you were open enough to go to your mom, who was an amazing woman, who was really, you know, rich in the Holy Spirit and really just has an abundance of love. You were drawn to that, which is really important. And I'm really glad you had that support. I didn't want to let my distraction of drugs, right, become an addiction like mm-hmm. YouTube had for me. I knew that YouTube became an addiction for me because I couldn't get rid of it. Even after I had my change and I left my friends, YouTube stayed. It was until I had to give it up, like for good. I couldn't, I couldn't do it again. That I was finally free of that, right? Right. And that was hard because right. I tried to do it, like intervals, like you know, I'll give it up every day except Saturday. But then Saturday, I would just watch so much, <laughs> right? And, and it just sort of. And then I, on Sunday, I would be like, oh, right? And it just was a terrible situation, so I had to get rid of it completely before I was free of my problem. And as teens, we can't do that a lot, right? It's hard to go against our feelings to make the best decisions for us. And in the long run, seeing that, okay, breaking up with this guy or not spending all my time on that will be the best decision for me in the long run, knowing that your feelings are just like drawn and gravitated towards that person or that thing it's so hard to go against those emotions and those feelings when you're in it when you're blindly in love or when you're you're addicted to make the decision and this is why so many people make bad choices that lead their families to suffer the consequences or lead their children to suffer the consequences and this is where we get you know, adults that have a lot of internal problems and that share those with their kids. And then it's just a cycle. It's a bad, it's a bad cycle that needs to be outed. It needs that bubble to be burst and it needs to be changed. Guys, I really want to push. No, I don't want to push. Okay. I want to pull. Guys, I really want to pull you into a light. And that light is the Catholic Church. And I know that me saying that might be a deterrent to all the things that you believe that you know, because I have no idea where you're coming from. 
but that is the case. The case is that the Catholic Church is a light and it has God in it and the people that are in that religion have love in their hearts. Good people can be found and if you have a situation that you are put in or you have a past and experience where somebody in a church, in a religion was was mean and, and nasty to you, I want you to really realize that there is a difference between that judgmental, um, evilly influenced person that doesn't have that connection to God and somebody that feels it, somebody that surrenders to God, somebody that wants to spread love and positivity and that will love you no matter what your background is. No matter if you are think you're so far beyond saving or so far beyond holy, it's not even about being extremely perfect because Jesus never wanted you to be perfect. He wanted your heart. And I really want to invite you all. I really want to reach out my hand to you all. I really want to throw that rope to you all that the Catholic Church has it for you. The Catholic Church has that freedom that you'd be looking for. The Catholic Church has God. And you might be thinking to yourself, if you're of a different religion or if you know of a different religion, well, why is the Catholic Church the one, the one faith? Why is it not better, but, I mean, (laughs) for lack of a better word, why is it true? And that's because it stems all the way back to Jesus, the Son of Man, the Savior, the man who... It's hard to wrap your head around and to picture it. Died on the cross for us, suffered it. The one who loves us and did the biggest gesture of all, which was sacrifice. And all of this is is really hard to wrap your head around, especially if you weren't raised religious like I was. But there are little branches that help you get to the core of the center of the Catholic Church. There are little ropes you can climb that help you get to Jesus and that's light, that's love, that's freedom. There are little things that you can grab onto, and one of those things is, is filling your mind, if you're a reader, with religious books. Filling your mind, if you're a really big learner, with mentors that are happy and that have love and that save their judgment and their grudges and their resentment for somebody else to deal with, because that is not on our shoulders. You have movies if you're a visual learner to watch like the passion of the christ which will give you an understanding of just a lick of what he really went through for us which helped me wrap my head around it all because i've heard my whole life oh yeah he died for you and i'm like oh that's awesome thank you so much but when you see it when you actually see the suffering it's beyond you and it shows you a bigger understanding what i want to try to do is i want you guys to feel motivated, to feel loved, to feel wanted, to come closer to God, come closer to the light. And I want to be that vessel (laughs) in a way um, to really reach out to you guys. So if you feel the need, which I really hope you do by the end of this, if you stuck around this long, to reach into the Teens Being Honest DM, to email us or contact us in some sort of way and that will be a a direct link to me if you feel like talking to me would be amazing and I can direction I can guide you to a person that I know which 
could help you in a better way. I know a lot of people and I have a community of support that I would love to reach out to you, to the viewers, to the listeners who want to change, who want to stop the temporary distractions and who want to breathe, (laughs) who want to love and to cherish their families and to live your life as if you're in a movie because that's possible guys it's not just me sitting here with the ginormous smile on my face and being ridiculously annoyingly positive it is actually obtainable and i am living proof of that because i was completely the opposite of who i am now months ago it's you can be changed in an instant and i want you guys to feel loved and wanted in the catholic church because that's the light that's what you've been looking for that's your purpose guys your purpose is to save souls and that's hard to wrap your head around and it might sound like i'm a crazy person but that is what everybody if you could imagine it the whole entire world if everybody just thought about loving each other and saving their soul and caring about their emotions and and noticing the evil and the distractions and saying like that is not good focus on the light if everybody in the whole world could say let me save you i see you i want to love you can you imagine how different and how beautiful it'll be can you imagine how bright and happy and sunshiny and like a movie our lives would be because it's possible it's possible and I'm here to tell you that it's possible. I'm not always in a good mood. I'm not perfect at all. I'm not always what you might see on the other side of this screen. But I'm here to tell you all that there's a light. And wrap us up with a prayer? Yes. I like to wrap you guys up with a prayer now. Um, Woo! <laughs> I gotta calm down a little bit. I got into that. Okay. Um, Alright, so... If everybody watching or listening feels the need to close their eyes, open up their hands, open up your hearts, and if you could just say, if you feel the need to, I surrender um, all these temporary distractions, I surrender my pain, I want you to take it all from me, if you want to give that to God now, you won't regret it. Okay, so um, bow your heads, close your eyes, do whatever you feel comfortable with, and follow me in prayer. (sighs) Jesus, Lord, God, thank you. Thank you for filling my heart, for giving me a chance to save just one person, to talk to one person, to give hope to one person. To add a sliver of love to somebody's day. Lord, I ask you to continue to give Christian and I that motivation and that want to help people. Put your love, your power, your spirit over everyone that is watching. And help them to open up their hearts so that they can be close to you. So that they can get rid of all the things that were pulling them away from you and they can hug you. Lord, I ask for you to give them the peace, the grace, the happiness, the mindset to live their lives as you intended. 
Because all of this evil is not the way it's supposed to be. It's not the way that we should accept it to be. Lord, I ask you to please love us with all your hearts. Forgive us and have mercy on us all. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening. (laughs) Been a fun podcast. It's been a great one. And I've had fun. We'll see you all next time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye bye. Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by. Have you ever been put on the spot and asked to explain or defend Catholic teaching on sensitive topics such as abortion, same-sex marriage, or the Eucharist? What to Say and How to Say It is a straightforward and practical resource by Brandon Vogt, best-selling and award-winning author of Why I Am Catholic and You Should Be Too. He offers essential tools for articulating even the most contentious aspects of your Catholic faith with clarity and confidence. You can get a copy of this important new book at AveMariaPress.com. Use code TALKFAITH to get 25% off your copy today. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Redbox Media. Experience coffee like never before.